this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Monday, July 10th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for a great two weekends in a week. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for a week off and so much sleep. Well, yeah. I have been sleeping. Your, your, your sleep schedule is impressive because the daytime sleeping is not at all diminishing the nighttime sleeping. No, I'm going to bed before 10 o'clock every night. I'm waking up between seven and eight every day and taking three hour naps during the day. Yeah. Solid three hour naps. Yep. And I just need it. It's just what my body needs right now. I'm so tired and I'm grateful that you are not judgy about how much I've been sleeping. And I'm really appreciative of that. Well, you got, I mean, I can give you this first trimester. Yeah. That's all I need. Yeah. After that, you know, we'll have to talk about it. Uh, I, I can't remember. I feel like we haven't had a podcast in so long. I mean, I know it's only been a week, but it feels like forever. I can't remember what, well, you know what also is different? We're doing the podcast in the studio at the house. Yeah. And for about two weeks or at least a week before our week off, we were doing the podcasts at our office at in at Perimeter. Yeah. So, and now in this week, we'll talk more about it in a few minutes, but we'll be opening up the office at Ponce. So we'll have three different places. It's cute that you're saying this week. Oh, it'll be done this week. But you said that. I know. Every time. you're. I have a more realistic concept of time than you do, I we think. We will be able to record regularly in that space as long as we do it during business hours this week. Okay. Uh, um, it might not be available to the public. That's not our control. Yeah. When it's available to the public yeah. is up to someone else. But um, I can't remember how you handled being, because correct me if I'm wrong, but the first trimester is the, is the sleep trimester, right? That's mm-hmm. when, that's when most women are just exhausted. Yeah. So what did you do when you had, when you were pregnant with Ellie? Well, it was, I think I was running on a lot of adrenaline, those early morning wakeups, and then just plowing through. And it was at the beginning of COVID. So I was one of the only people at work. So I got to leave as soon as our show was over. So I think I left as soon as our show was over and then came home and I like journaled because I was looking at a journal that I made when I was pregnant with Ellie. And I wrote that I would take 30 to 45 minute naps during the day as to not interrupt my 6.30 PM sleep schedule. I wonder if you did that out of fear, thinking that a long nap, because... No, I think you put a kaput on it, because I was like having a hard time going to sleep at night. And you're like, you got to limit the naps to like 30 minutes, 40, or you're never going to be able to fall asleep at 6.30. Oh, so you tried doing longer naps, yeah, but they were screwing you up at night. Yeah. Got it. So you were giving me your morning advice. It it was probably a, a blessing or whatever that the... The, the the just the way the pandemic panned out that's a terrible thing to say but because it was so awful but timing wise had you 
been in a typical work situation, mm-hmm. it it would have been, bleh, you would have been a, a jelly bean. I would have been a jelly bean. Yeah. Just like, bleh, you know, wobbling and. I don't think a jelly beans. Bleh. You know what I mean? Just like lying there. I would be like putty. Yeah. I'd be like Play-Doh. Yeah. Play-Doh's good. Yeah. So I really lucked out with that. Now I work for myself. So I get to tell Jeff that I'm going home to nap on our lunch breaks. It has been really hard though. I'm judging myself very harshly for needing the sleep and being so brain dead all the time. And I'm really embarrassed because we have this new person on our, on our team, Steve, and he's never worked with me before. So he's getting Cali dollar at 20% right out of the gate. And, and I hate that. Yeah. And I feel badly because I am reminding you of things more than I remind Ellie of things. I feel bad for you. Good. Like you, sh- you, you should. You, but, but I do need you to write stuff down. Like you said, Hey, can you follow up with this, with this person about that? Yes. I am well-intentioned, but I can't remember anything right now. So you have to email me. I and tell me, but I I feel like sometimes I do email you, and then I then I say I've gotten a lot of I'm going to get to that tomorrow's, which is fine because I'm not sending anything your way that's urgent. Mm-hmm. But I feel bad then tomorrow asking you for a follow up. Yeah, it's I mean we only got a couple more weeks um, of me being this tired, which is good. We had a really great baby update over the break. We did a lot of like relaxing. Jeff did a lot of like cleaning and organizing and working. Um, I was a little more, a little more lazy. Um, we had a lot of really good family time. It was like, honestly, one of my favorite weeks probably because we had so much family time and it started off because we had a great doctor's appointment, um, saying that our baby is doing awesome and it's in there and it waved at us, which was so cute. Mm-hmm. It moved its little arm, like right when we were taking pictures of it. And so we have this really cute ultrasound now. I'll probably post it on my Instagram today of the baby, like their little arm being it, like, hello. It looks like, uh, the old school Mr. Peanut commercials. Because the thing looks like a little tiny peanut. Oh, yeah. And it has the, the tiny arms. With the little stick arms. Yeah. And it's like, hello. It's so cute. So that was my last fertility appointment with my fertility specialist. And it's bittersweet. I'm grateful that we made it to this point and that we've like graduated. But I am going to miss that office. I have been to more doctor's appointments there than I've ever been to anywhere in my entire life. The team there, I went to Shady Grove Fertility, is amazing. I got to know the nurses and the doctors and the, you know, ladies who draw my blood all the time and the women at the front desk. And it's just, a, it's just awesome. It's so awesome. I'm going to miss think, them so much. I think that's what the little peanut was waving at. Was saying Bye, goodbye, Dr. Libby. goodbye to Dr. Libby and goodbye to all the people who took such good care of us while. Yeah. Yeah. While it was trying to make its way, you know into my belly. So it was really good. And now we're doing the whole process of they wean you off your medications. And I'm on probably seven different medications a day, including two injections a day. And I've been doing that for months now. So it's kind of part of our routine, but I got to take my medications down from twice a day to once a day, which is huge. I feel like I have more free time in my life, even though it only takes me like 10 minutes a day to do. Yeah. And I have like three more days of shots in my butt. 
I have more days of shots in my belly, but. Um, do you, th- do, does this work? Is this like weaning off of any drug? Is there a, is there a recalibration process? Should I expect another? Cause I feel like we've stabilized at this hormone level. Yeah. And. So now is it going to readjust or does it just go back or are you just going to be- I don't know. And I didn't really want to ask because I don't want to be anticipating something uh, like you okay. are someone that wants to know everything. So you can know to anticipate if something bad's com- coming and yeah. I don't want to know, like hit me upside the head. I don't want to know. Right. So anyway, that is our baby update. We are really excited. I don't have another doctor's appointment for three more weeks, over three weeks. That's crazy to me. I understand it, but it's just crazy to me. It's been over. Well, we started doing fertility stuff in February of 2022. So it's been, I can't remember the last week I didn't have a doctor's appointment. And I I have a, a, a light version of PTSD or whatever. I'm, I, I hate to use that lightly, but I don't know what else to to label it as. Because there was a gap, but I think we've already missed the gap. The mm-hmm. gap was around eight weeks. Between the baby, eight, yeah. With, the, with our very first one where we had a fine appointment, then we had a questionable appointment, and then we had a bad appointment. Mm-hmm. We've already passed that, so I'm starting to feel better. But if we're up to me, every third day, they'd be checking that thing out. Oh, my gosh. Same. And, but yeah, I won't see a doctor until after my first trimester is over, which is mind blowing to me. And hopefully the baby is safe in there. Judging by how tired I am, I think it's doing great and how horrible I feel. But yeah, I would say that's a good sign. What else did we do last week? Uh, We took Ellie to her very first professional sporting event. She got to go to an Atlanta United game. Now, as someone's guest in a suite. Now, so the bar has been set. Jeff Dollar, this is a recurring theme, right? Because our first, this, I think we've told this on the show like very early on, but Jeff and my first time going on vacation out of town together, he had access to a private plane and we flew private to Key West for a weekend and then flew back. And that was the first vacation we ever took together. Right. That was setting the bar real high. We'll never, never be, been on a private plane since. And yeah, and never will be again, probably in our lives. Statistically, will never happen. But first date, why not? Or first big out of town date, why not? So if we're going to take Ellie to a professional sporting event, uh, why not go to one of the suites that are in the owner's block of suites? I mean, not normal. Not normal, but it was so, I didn't really know what she was going to think of it. And she was, I think she did great. She was not as timid about it as I thought she would be. We went with our neighbor who has a kid, um, like two years old, a year and a half older than Ellie. And they, they play together and they were there. So that was fun. And she really just leaned into the whole thing. I thought it was so cute. Yeah. And, (laughs) um, 
Because, you know, at the let me just say, if you've never been to a professional soccer game, at least I've only been to the Atlanta United ones, but they're loud. The fans are super loud. They, you know, whenever there's a goal, there's smoke, there's a train horn. I mean, it's a big deal and yeah. people get super into it. So it's yes. not like the same caliber as like a Braves game. Like Braves games are pretty like chill, you know. Yeah. There's a lot more going on. There's going to be a couple of fireworks when there's a home run. You know, but the other than the wave in a baseball game, the entire crowd's not going to break out into song that involves stomping and clapping their hands. Right. That occurs at a at the Atlanta United game. She loved it. She loved the fire. This she got to see a goal, so there was fire and smoke and the train horn, and she loved it. Okay, I am not. I should have researched this before we went. What is with the train stuff? I just think it's noise. Well, but then they do like the stake in the ground. Oh, because terminus, Atlanta United, the, the they're tie, just tying into the whole railroad theme. Okay, you know the terminus was the original name of Atlanta because it was the crossroads, the oh. capital. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's just the whole railroad theme. theme. Yeah. Okay. Cause I was like, there seems to be a lot of railroady stuff going on when they do a goal. There's like a huge, you know, train horn yeah. that goes off. And I just didn't know, like, I should probably know, know this stuff before we go to a game. But we had such a good time. Ellie was very excited that the referees were wearing pink. She thought they were on their own team and that's, she was rooting she for was, team pink. She was rooting for the guys in pink. Um, but yeah, that was perfect. And then, uh, so I think we went there on Sunday, Tuesday was 4th of July. Mm -hmm. Last year we had people over to the house and the fireworks got rained out. We had a ton of people at our house. Our air conditioning broke. Cause I think we kept leaving the door open and it just couldn't catch up. We had up. a ton of people. It was rain. It was like kind of a mess last year. And this year, uh, we had, a smaller group, but we still had a bunch of friends over. We had some neighbors. Callie's parents came over. Um, we had some people come from a, a little bit farther away. Everybody very excited about the fireworks. Uh, we cooked. Um, I did a tenderloin, and uh, I was just going to do burgers and dogs. But I thought, that's special occasion. Jeff just got in the spirit. No, here's what happened to Jeff. Jeff, uh, me... To what is it called? Analogies or whatever that you do in math, where it's like this to this is this. Yeah, it's an to analogy. This. Okay. Callie to Target is Jeff to Costco. And if Jeff is at Costco and he walks by a good piece of meat, it's happening. Right. Like you don't, there's no meat left behind when Jeff well, Dollar is at Costco. I went to Costco just to price out the meat because the tenderloins, the big ones, the prices have been all over the place. So like one time and you go and it's affordable. The next time you're like, got to mortgage my house. And for me, it, it's it's always going to be expensive. The, the getting a full tenderloin is always going to be a hundred dollar investment. You're also feeding a dozen people off it. Mm -hmm. So price per person is not bad. Even when it's more expensive, right? As long as you're whatever... But if you screw it up, you've made a hundred plus dollar mistake. mistake. If you screw up burgers, you've made a $22 mistake. Right. And we can also like scooch it, onto, you know, Publix or whatever. Right. Get some more burger meat. No one even notices you left the house. You screw up hot dogs, $4 mistake. Mm -hmm. You screw up a tenderloin, 
$150 mistake. Right. So, so I did the tenderloin. It was a little salty, but I think everything's salty. Everybody is complimentary about it until everybody left. And then Callie says, you're right. It was a little salty. Um, but I think it came out. I think the entire meal came out really well. And as luck would have it, we went to the backyard about 15 minutes before we were going to start walking down. The fireworks were going to be shot off half a mile from our house. Walking distance from our house. So we're out in the backyard doing sparklers. And all of a sudden we see some fireworks and we watch them long enough. And one of the people at the party says, I think they're going early because we've been watching the weather. There was some lightning. There was some rain. He says, I think they're going early. So we just threw the sparklers down. Everybody grabbed a kid. Maybe it was theirs. Maybe it wasn't. And we just started marching down the street. And one of the people in the group, uh, one of the kids in the group, her name's Henley. She said, I think we should walk a little bit further. So we walked a little bit further and found the perfect viewing spot. She knew her, her little fireworks detecting intuition said, there is something that we can see better. more. There's something mm-hmm. better. So we, we walked a two more minutes. We crossed the street. There was a clearing in the trees. Like it had been put there by the universe to, to give us a window into mm-hmm. the fireworks. It was great. It was great. And the thing you risk too, if you decide to go further, then we have these beautiful like tree lined streets. So do you miss them and risk getting there like right under them, Yeah. but maybe missing a bulk of the show? Or do you get somewhere where there's a clearing that you can see it and enjoy it? And that's exactly what we did. This is every year that goes by, there's more kids at our 4th of July events. Like when we were newly married, it was basically... 100% adults, maybe one stray kid that we'd put in front of a TV. (laughs) And now we're getting to the point where the kids almost outnumber the parents. Right. And it's definitely a little more chaotic, but I do appreciate the zone defense with parenting. So like whatever parent, you know, at one point I looked outside and- my neighbor friend was out there with two kids that are not hers, but you just like, there's one parent in every zone. And as long as no one's like hitting each other or electrocuting each other or themselves, you know, like it's it's, good. It's a pretty interesting dance to the way it comes together too. When some of the kids went upstairs, Ellie has a playroom at the top of the stairs. One or two of the parents just moved farther down the hall so they could hear upstairs. Right. You know what I mean? In case right. there was an incident or whatever. Um, but it's just a ballet. It just naturally kind of happens. It was just- it's a parent-toddler ballet. Yeah. And I feel like this is, we're in the thick of it because we have kids under like five or six right now. I feel like once they get six plus, they're entertaining themselves with right. whatever, you know, like our little ones, we had everything from like 19 months to four I think is the the oldest one is four. So they're a little more mommy. I need this daddy. I need this, you know? Yeah. Like got to have a parent with an earshot, but we're a couple of years away. And from they that. need every kid there needed the parent to get needed a grown up to get something when they're six or seven. If they, they just need, go with it, if they need another one. water, they'd go to the cooler, open it and get the water out. You know, I was very happy. I got my pub, uh, Publix Costco apple pie for the party it was delicious. I don't remember when we bought it, but the day after the party, I came downstairs and there was mold on it. 
Oh. So I don't know, or no, two days after what, 4th of July, it was Tuesday. So Thursday, there was mold on it, but we must've bought it on like Friday or Saturday. I don't know. And it's also really humid down here right now. Should we have but kept it? But I was kind of surprised. Should we have kept it in the fridge? Did you I look to see if it said refrigerate after? It doesn't, but I'm wondering because it was so humid Ugh. this week, like the past week, if we should have kept stuff in the fridge. Um, so I was kind of bummed about that, but it saved me from eating a whole apple pie because I 1000%, I was like, oh, I'll just have a slice. Yeah, I had one slice on July 4th. And then, you know, when I went two days later and found the mold, it was uh, half gone. When next 4th of July rolls around or really any party that you're going to have kids and adults at, I have a great theme for you. If you like to, if you, if you want to cook a tenderloin, uh, the theme of the, the food theme of the party was tenderloin and tendies because I did a tenderloin on the grill and a bunch of people brought sides. Right. And then I did bagged tater tots and homemade chicken tenders, which just cook in the oven for 20 minutes. So the, the chicken titties were solid. You all, did those really well. All the kids are covered. Mm-hmm. It's a t- and the Jeffs. It was like all the kids and Jeff eating the chicken fingers and dots. Yeah. Well, the chicken, they did really come out good. I mean, they were cooked perfectly. So perfectly. We are like little cooking machines in this house right now. We love to cook during the summer, whether it's like outside or in the kitchen, doesn't matter. But one thing we are using that is a consistent is our caraway cookware. It is non-toxic and chemical free. So you can fill your summer with your favorite recipes without worry. Now I used to be a big fan of nonstick only because it made my life easier um, with cleanup and stuff like that. Then I figured out how many chemicals and horrible things are going into nonstick. And I had to find something else for my family. So a couple of years ago, started on Google, read amazing things about Caraway. And I have been a paying customer of theirs um, since before they were an advertiser on our show. Not only do they make cookware with the convenience of nonstick without the concerns of toxic forever chemicals, but they're really beautiful and they have a bunch of really beautiful colors and so much that we actually leave um, the pan that I make eggs on, we actually leave it on the stove pretty much every day because it's beautiful and it blends in beautifully with our kitchen. Caraway's internet famous kitchenware is a staple for any home and comes in a bunch of different shades to fit with any design aesthetic. Visit carawayhome.com slash upside 10 to get 10% off during their summer refresh event. Certain exclusions apply. That's carawayhome.com slash upside 10 or use the code upside 10 at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. Everything changed in November of 2020. Ellie showed up and now... We have to really be adults, really be grownups and look into things like life insurance policies. Fabric was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. You could even be covered, offered coverage instantly with no health exam required. If you were like us, you had no idea where to even begin looking into life insurance. But Fabric by Gerber Life makes it so easy. It's going to be a top priority to take care of your kids for as long as you're on this earth now. And now you can make sure they're covered after you're gone as well. Fabric has a 30-day money-back guarantee. You can cancel it anytime. And Fabric was specifically designed to give parents like you and I affordable term life insurance 
plus wills, access to college savings funds, and more, all in one easy online experience. Protect your family today with Fabric by Gerber Life. Apply in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com slash upside. That's meetfabric.com slash upside, M-E-E-T, fabric.com slash upside. Policies are issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Ellie has started becoming really, really interested in what's in my makeup bag. And recently she found the Sheer Strength Hydrating Lip Tint uh, by Thrive Cosmetics. And she put it not only on her lips, but on her cheeks. And she really was so proud of the way that she looked. And I'm not stressed about it because I know that my Thrive Cosmetics products don't have a bunch of junk in them. So I'm not like running to wipe off her face and, oh my gosh, why did you put that on your perfect little face? And it was really cute. Now I like the sheer strength tint because it hydrates your lips with a little bit of tint. That's not overkill because I don't really wear lipstick and it applies evenly. It lasts up to six hours. You don't need a mirror to put it on. It is effortless. And there are six tents to choose from. It's lightweight, balmy, non-sticky, and will help make your lips smoother. Cause is in the name for a reason, and this is what I love so much. As part of their mission, every purchase supports organizations that help communities thrive, such as those battling domestic abuse, homelessness, cancer, and more. You have to try Thrive Cosmetics to see for yourself. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash upside. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash upside for 20% off your order. We took Ellie down to Pont City Market uh, this the past weekend, and um, or I guess I should say this past weekend. Is that how you say it? On Saturday. On Saturday, we went down to Pond City Market. And we hadn't we gotten all of our studio equipment together. We had a smaller table before. We upgraded our table for, so that instead of two people that were able to record, now up to four people can record at Pond City Market. And we needed to take the equipment up. Why we decided it would be a good idea to do it on a Saturday, I don't know, because it's a little chaotic down there. I do, because we got down there at 10 in the morning. We got down or there 10, early. The plan was to get down there early in the morning, take the stuff up to the studio, install the microphones on the table, and then leave. And we were going to use Ellie's stroller. Because if it's not crowded, she'll walk. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just load her stroller down with equipment. Install, well, we had our access code to get into the floor. And we had our key to get into our office. We did not know whatever magic spell had to be cast to get up to the seventh floor where our office is. So it's kind of hot. We're a little sweaty. There was like a big song and dance, but we finally got in there. And I am so proud of Ellie. She has the patience of a little saint. You've got it. In order to really appreciate the story, there there wasn't a little bit of a headache to get in there. We went and found a security guard. Security guard said, yeah, I can't help you. Even if you have the code to get into the, to the floor, and even if you have the key to get into an office, I can't legally put you up on the seventh floor whatever. So I hauled everything back to the car out in the parking deck. And then we just were making a day of it. Um, and shopping and Ellie, you know, she was at some point was hitting us up for a snack and, uh, that t- took longer than it should have. Cause I wasn't there. Cause the thing was out. It was just a thing. And we finally did get up to the seventh floor when we found it, a, a person who could give us access 
Ellie had been quite a while without a snack, was just starting to feel grumpy, and we had probably been there at 45 minutes too long. She, we went into the studio, we recorded equipment. She found herself, well, we found her like a little snack and she just sat there and ate and helped Jeff install studio equipment. She is the most patient two-year-old. I like bravo to her. I was shocked. It's, it's so weird because this is another example of her being nothing like either one of us. Yeah. When I get annoyed at something, I don't have a poker face. I'll go along with it. But I'm grumpy about it. Mm-hmm. I can't shake it. I'm just, I'm just in my head. I'm, oh, me too. I'm just thinking whatever. And Callie will just say, "I don't want to do this. I'm ready to go. We got to go." <laughs> she just declares it over. But Ellie just rolls with it, and it's the same thing with with anxiety and stuff. She is, and I don't expect a two year old to have anxiety, but she is so carefree and excited about everything and is completely the anxiety. She is completely absent any anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's fascinating to me. Yeah. It's really cool. To she watch. does a good job of saying, can I touch this? Can I eat this? Can I whatever? Uh, before she does something. But once permission is granted, it is without inhibition. It's, it's, it's not, how do I eat it? What do I do? Do I put it? How do I touch? You know what I mean? Yeah. She's, it's amazing. It's so cool. Yeah. All right. Here are your three random things for today. Uh, number one, the heat wave that we have been dealing with for the past week or so. It, there are some days, there were some days that going outside just was painful because the humidity it was hot, number one. The humidity. And number two, there was no moving air. Mm-mm. That makes it worse for if, sure. If you looked at the trees, they weren't even moving on the highest level. They were just bleh. Yeah. Uh, anyways, they're saying that these heat records um, that have been broken and this pattern of hot behavior could uh, be could continue through the rest of the month of July. So brace yourself. Lots of popsicles. That's what we're doing in our house. Your second random thing for today is that according to a new study, you can satisfy your appetite by viewing photos of food online. Now I read the headline and I was like, there is no way because when I see a commercial for something delicious, that's all I'm thinking about. Like if I see... I don't know. They don't have popcorn commercials. That was the first thing that came to my head, but I'm like, oh my gosh, that looks so good. It Gotta ha- have it. It happens to me with Wendy's Frosties. Oh my gosh. The commercials and they're just like perfect and yes. they look so good. Okay. Well, apparently if you see it once, yeah, that might make you hungry. Once you see a food like 30 times, you're over it. So they did this study with M&Ms and they showed people on 30 is like the magic number. So once people see that image like 30 times, they won't want it anymore. So if you want to get yourself out of a craving- Show yourself a picture of it 30 So if I don't times. feel like driving to Wendy's and hoping that there's no line at the drive-thru, I instead just bring up Frosties yes. on my phone and look at it like it's some sort of weird porn. Yeah. Over and over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Okay. 30 times. All right. And here is your third random thing. A pediatrician and father of five says the secret to raising kids to be happier and more successful adults is chores. Now, obviously... Every family wants to have kids who help out around the house. But this guy, Dr. Williams, who's a board-certified pediatrician, 
the unexpected secret to raising happy kids is chores because when kids are doing chores, they feel involved in shared responsibilities. They realize they're contributing to something bigger and they get a sense of self-worth from that. And the byproduct of the immediate byproduct of those behaviors and those feelings are, is a willingness to help others. All of that stuff contributes to being more well-rounded and less self-centered adults. Uh, back this uh, research that he has is backed up by one of the longest studies in history, a study from Harvard, and it shows that people who did more chores at a younger age had more professional success and happiness later in life. It just helps them develop a solid work ethic. That being said, I think it's time to give Ellie some chores. Well, we don't call her chore, chores. We just do things. Perfect example. She There was some trash on the floor upstairs. And I said, Ellie, will you pick that up? And she said, nope. And I just told Jeff, I'm like, I'm not picking it up. Make her pick her it up. I was leaving to go somewhere. It's like, make her pick it up before she goes. And there's stuff like that that we just ask her to do as like a contributing member of this house. Yeah, but I think we could come up with something that could be her responsibility. I think that's what this study is is saying. Like picking up trash, especially if it's trash you created, that's just being a member of society. Mm -hmm. But having a responsibility to feed the dogs, that's a that's cool. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, it could be... We always have a few unbroken down Amazon boxes that before recycling comes on Tuesday morning. Mm -hmm. That could be her job. Mm -hmm. She breaks down the smaller boxes that she can handle. Something like that. Let's start thinking about that. Those are your three random things. Thanks for listening to the Upside Pass Cast. Peace to you. Hi, Kathleen and Jeff. Just sharing some gratitude today have moved to a new neighborhood. I don't know a whole lot of people yet, so it's a little bit weird. Not a big fan of having the TV on all the time, so I just turn on your podcast and they stream in the background and I feel like I've got friends in the house that I'm just listening to. So thanks very much for doing what you do and being who you are. Bye. Hey, Kelly and Jeff, this is Sana Colkett, and I was listening to the podcast today about potty training. My sister is a preschool teacher, and she talks about a thing called the potty watch. It's a watch that you can get your child that you can set to, for so many intervals to tell them to go to the bathroom, so like every half hour or so. And it comes with a sticker chart and all that kind of stuff. So maybe if you make going to the potty a game for Ellie and not something that's so scary. She would um, learn faster. You can get it on Amazon. Thanks. Bye. Hi, Kelly and Jeff. This is Kelly from Atlanta calling with some unsolicited advice and encouragement for potty training. I was a nanny for five years and the best advice um, I could give is keep it positive, keep it exciting and celebratory. So have a day where you throw out the diapers and it's super exciting for her to go to the store, pick out her own underwear, maybe her favorite Disney character and exposure is big. So books about going to the potty, there's a good Elmo one, uh, maybe cartoon with a character going on the potty and also always keeping it 
um, positive and reinforcing the, that it's great just to try. So even if she has an accident in her undies or even if she sits on the potty and nothing comes out, it's always rewarding her with a great job. You know, you tried, you know, maybe, you know, next time I know you can do it, whatever. Always, always, always keep it positive. Never negative for having an accident or never negative for sitting on the potty too long. So positive, exciting, and um, just the positive reinforcement of congratulating her and keep encouraging her. And same to you guys. You're going to do great as parents. Trust yourselves and trust your sweet little baby girl. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, Jeff and Callie. This is Jen, and I'm catching up on shows. I'm so angry at the babysitter. Like, how do you expect to be reimbursed for something that you didn't go and do that's like me at work traveling and I don't eat lunch but I'm going to turn in some phony receipt for lunch this is just ridiculous she's in the wrong the parents um, who don't want to pay for it are in the right and that's the end of the story love you bye